What happens if you treat a narcissist the way they treat you? Everything except reflection and change. They do not say, is this how it is like to be me? Perhaps I should stop treating them the way I do. If you were to reflect their behavior to them, it would not bring the unconscious to their conscious awareness because they are already conscious of what they are doing and how wrong that is. Which is why when they are given the taste of their own medicine, they do not like it at all. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In today's episode, we will learn about five ways you can expect a narcissist to behave if you treat them the way they treat you. If that sounds helpful and you want to keep learning more stuff like this, please subscribe if you haven't already and press the bell icon to stay updated. Let's get started with number one, rage-filled shock. When you mirror their behavior, a narcissist reacts with shock and rage. But the shock is nowhere comparable to the shock you have experienced. The shock that a narcissist experiences when treated the way they treat others is not a genuine surprise. Instead, it's a reaction to the fact that their tactics are no longer working. It's a proof of their failure, of the failure of their fantasies and delusional omnipotence. They see you as a weak, naive doormat that has no voice of its own and is okay with being taken advantage of. They're used to manipulating and controlling you, but when they can no longer do so and the reality is not following the fantasy, they feel powerless and vulnerable, which pushes them to try reasserting their control through anger, intimidation, or manipulation. A narcissist views themselves as superior to others and expects to be treated as such. They feel entitled to obedience and anything less is considered non-negotiable. Treating them the way they treat you directly threatens their sense of self-worth and pseudo-superiority. Enraged reactions from a narcissist can range from verbal abuse to physical violence to passive aggression. They will accuse you of being ungrateful, disrespectful or even a narcissist. More about this one in the last point. Or they will turn the situation around and make themselves a victim and you the perpetrator. Reaction number two, escalate their abuse. When you show them the mirror, they do not like what they see. They do not like the fact that they are abusive malicious and this evil. So they psychologically run away from their reflection through projection and justification. In their head, they justify this mirroring of their behavior as an act of rebellion and defamation, unleashing the punitive monster that lives in them. They become more in every aspect, more abusive, more manipulative, more punitive, more vengeful, more dramatic, more distant, and more narcissistic. They may withhold resources they know are essential for your stability. Alienate children from you, file motion after motion in court, and create unnecessary issues to keep churning you and to keep you dysregulated. They destroy your peace and never leave you alone, even after separation or divorce. They may also use their power and influence to isolate you from friends and family or sabotage your career or reputation. They may use their charm or charisma to win over others and gain their trust to turn them against you. When their behavior is mirrored back to them, they will feel exposed and vulnerable and resort to desperate measures to regain their control. 
Reaction number three, emotional revivification. Emotional revivification is a tactic commonly used by narcissists to guilt their victims into submission. This technique involves dredging up past emotionally loaded events and experiences to manipulate you into feeling sorry for them or to justify their abusive behavior. When you confront the narcissist by mirroring their behavior, they may resort to emotional revivification to re-get control. They will use emotional revivification to play the victim and elicit sympathy. They may bring up past events such as how they shared a bond with you, how you have had nice and loving moments together and how you overcome struggles together to rekindle your love for them and evoke a positive emotional response from you. They may also use language implying that they are deeply hurt or offended by your behavior, even if it directly reflects their actions. They will use emotional revivification to deflect blame and guilt you into obedience and submission. They may claim that their behavior is a result of you being insensitive, distant, abusive and uncaring. This is a classic example of deflection and projection. You fall for emotional revivification because you have been conditioned to believe that the narcissist's pain is more important than your own. They know you will feel guilty for hurting the narcissist or causing them distress, even if it is a direct result of their behavior. This is known as narcissistic guilt, where you take responsibility for the narcissist's emotional well-being. Reaction number four, portrayal of victimhood. When a narcissist becomes the victim, they often do so to shift the focus away from their own behavior. But in this case, they become the victim to turn you into a monster and a villain. They may claim that they are the ones who have been hurt or mistreated, even if they are the ones who initiated the conflict or caused harm. They may also use language that implies that you are the aggressor or that they are powerless to change the situation. Classic Darvo. Deny the attack. Reverse the roles of victim and offender. When the narcissist denies their wrongdoings, makes your reaction to their abuse the center of focus and reverses the roles of victim and offender, Darvo happens. Want to learn more? Check out this episode. The portrayal of the narcissist's victimhood is more about triggering a witch-burning signal than gaslighting you. Simply put, they weaponize your mirroring of their behavior to prove how abusive you have been to them throughout the entire relationship span and you must be punished for the crime you never committed. They alienate and isolate you from everyone by presenting a single snapshot from the entire series of events, not the context or the whole story. Reaction number five and the last one. Label you with a disorder. This further expands how they pretend to be a victim and label you crazy. They may call you bipolar or a narcissist to turn the tables on you and make every issue in the relationship your fault. They may even claim that you have a borderline personality disorder and use this undiagnosed disorder to wash their hands off from taking responsibility. They may blame your new friends, job and family for behaving this way. They may tarnish your name by fabricating stories like you have become an addict or you're using drugs that have altered your personality. This happened to me. When I stood up against my father, I raised my voice louder than his. I didn't treat him exactly the way he had treated me in the past, but I defended myself when he started physically abusing me. I didn't fawn. My anger became my strength and that is when 
he spread the news that I had become a druggie and my addiction was the reason why I was losing it. When I learned about it, I burst into laughter because it made no sense whatsoever. It was far, far, far from the truth. They may even call you a narcissist if they know about narcissism, at which point you may find it really difficult to deal with all the confusion you are already struggling with. They try their best to make you look like a crazy person. That is 100% guaranteed. In a nutshell, they never take a step back to look into the mirror and wonder how it must feel to be at the receiver's end of this kind of behavior. They just react more and become worse. That's it. I hope you found today's episode insightful. If you did, please let me know in the comments. Drop your experiences in there and help other survivors feel connected. I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin.